Here's the scenario. There's a lot to do in a business. You're running a small business and you're overwhelmed. You're caught in the weeds. You're looking to you know, hire people, train people, oversee and be a good leader and manager of the team that you have. You're looking at the marketing initiatives that you have. What do you have to do to get started on certain initiatives? What do you have to do to iterate and, and better your best and improve upon that? You have sales to look at. Are you, are you bringing in the revenue that you want? You have all the details of running a business, including the client execution work. If you're in a service-based business, you have client-facing work that you need to do. And it's all a priority. You could make an argument for all of it being something that you have to do right now, or there's a big fire and something catastrophic is going to happen. That is pretty much what scaling a business looks like for most people, especially in the beginning. And in order to step out of what I call being in the weeds or being in the hamster wheel of never enough, because when you're in the weeds like that, when you're trying to put out fires and you're just in reactive mode, you feel like you can never get ahead. You feel like you're on this, this uh, hamster wheel where it's just like, you're just running. You, all you do is run, but you're not making any progress, right? You're going in circles or you feel like you're treading water and not going anywhere. Both of those analogies work. So how do you get out of this feeling of, of just taking care of the urgent fires and not having the bandwidth to really get ahead, to really solve the bigger problems, to do the bigger things, to, to order, put things in the right order? Well, there are a lot of ways to approach this. And I'm going to take you through how I approach it and how I recommend that you start looking at it. And I call this stepping into being the CEO in your business. Even if you're just running a small business and it's you and some contractors, maybe you just have a VA right now, or maybe you're a small business and you have, you know, five to 10 people working for you either way, whether they're contractors, part-time employees, full-time employees, you have a lot on your plate. This works at all levels, okay? And it works even if you have more people running uh, on your team that you're running, right? Like this is, this is about stepping into that next level of CEO world. How do, you, how do you own the role of CEO, which is to see the big picture, to solve the big problems? It's not to be in the weeds. It's not to be treading water. It's not to be in the execution. Now in the beginning, and the beginning is a wide definition of what that is. In the beginning, you are getting your hands dirty and you're doing whatever it takes to get the job done. So know that this is for you. If you're just getting started, this is for you. If you're, you're making you know, several hundred thousand dollars and you've got a team that you're running. And this is for you if you're already crossing the seven figure mark and, and you want to take it to the next level because there's always more. There's this push pull between doing the work, right? There's a certain amount of work that you still own in your business that you need to execute on. You need to do. You're the hands that get it done. 
versus how do you step into the work that also is on your plate, which is to, to do the visioning or the strategy work to, to really be the head and, and the thinker, the strategic thinker, not just the tactical doer. You need to be able to switch gears and go back and forth between both. However, if you don't give yourself enough time for the, the CEO visioning, then you are going to be stuck in overwhelm. You're going to be stuck in confusion. You're not going to have clarity. You're not going to know what your next steps are. You're not going to be able to direct your team well. You're going to be stuck in a firefighter mode where you're just putting out those fires instead of ever getting ahead. So this is a real challenge for women who are, you know, creating scale in their business and wanting to make an income breakthrough. And what happens if you aren't creating this space, this space that I call CEO visioning time, is that you don't make good decisions. You aren't effective with your time. You don't take action in a powerful way. You take it in a reactive, not responsive way. You don't feel good about how you're ending your day. You feel like you maybe you did a lot, but you didn't didn't feel satisfying. You didn't feel like you, you did what you were put here on the earth to do, much less in your business right now this day. And sometimes you go into that spin about wanting to leave your business, like for some sort of simpler life, like I'll just go get a job and that'll be simpler. And, you know, there's trade-offs. Oftentimes, women go into working for themselves because they want that time freedom. They want to be able to call the, the shots themselves. And if you go back to the nine to five, there's less responsibility on you. You, you have a more delineated position, if you will, roles and responsibilities, but you also don't have the time freedom. So there's, there's all this push pull that happens when you don't know how to handle this. And I want you to to, to really listen up if this is you and start putting these things that I'm going to outline for you into play without excuse, without saying, I can't do that because watch for that. That's a place where you need to problem solve. I can't do that because is, is the place where you go, hold it. Stop. Amira said, listen to that. Okay. And then you pause and go, how could I solve that? How could I, I make this work? because there's always a solution. This is one of the laws. Law of polarity says everything is created as a whole. So the answer always precedes the problem. The solution always precedes the challenge. It's always there. You just have to be someone who wants it badly enough so that she sees it and executes on it. Okay, CEO visioning time. So what is this? This is the time where you step back and you look from a higher level of awareness. You look from not being in the weeds, not being in the details, but from this, this higher plane. Now, this doesn't mean that there's no challenges at this higher plane. You're actually looking at the challenges in your business, but from a different perspective, not from the perspective of being in the execution. So this is time and space to think about the bigger challenges, the bigger operational challenges, the bigger sales challenges, the bigger marketing challenges. It's a time to step back and see that bigger picture, okay? You're going to want to start identifying the bigger problems, okay? And 
and here's the time where you go into solving those problems, but you're not going to be acting on them. You're not going to be going into execution mode. There's a time and a place where you see a problem, you see a solution, you want to act on it right away. You want to close the gap on time. You want to make that happen. That's important, but that's not what this time is. This time is time to step back and do a problem solving you know, uh, cycle that's not as short of a cycle, okay? The solve act cycle is, is, is longer here for these kinds of issues. For the small issues that you see, okay, I can solve this problem, I can solve this problem, I can solve this problem and act on them, that's great. That might be part of your daily routine. Okay, but this time, this is creative. This is high level. This is really thinking things through. This is giving yourself time to play out all the scenarios. Okay, so you don't want to go into that short cycle of problem solution act. What I call that time is, and, and here I'm going to um, give you a warning that I'm going to swear. So if you're listening with kids, here's your warning. That's what I call the GSD time, the get shit done time. You need a certain amount of get shit done time in your daily business where you're not client facing, team facing, you're just getting your stuff done, writing those emails, responding, all of that. That's GSD time. That's not what I'm talking about. This is time where you are solving problems at that bigger level. You're going to write it out. You're going to, I love to use uh, pen and a pad, but if you're someone who likes typing, you do it your way, right? Some people like writing on their iPad, but you're going to really, you're, you're taking the time to, to play out all the scenarios. So how do you go about this? So I'm going to give you four things, four steps here for creating a good flow for yourself around this. So first you have to decide that this is a non-negotiable for you. That in order for you to scale, in order for you to make your income breakthrough, in order for you to grow your company, grow your life, have the life that you want, have the business that you want, that this is a non-negotiable. So there's a decision that needs to be made there. Now, a non-negotiable is not like, oh yeah, Amira, that's a great idea. I think I'll do that. And then you don't do it. Okay. That's not making a decision. That's a wish. That's a hope. That's not how you know, massive businesses are built. That's not how you create the life that you want. Step two, you create the time. Okay, now, oftentimes people are like, what do you mean you create the time? Well, again, this is decision. Are you seeing a pattern here? Decision is so important. Desire is there. The next step is you decide. You decide before you know how to do it. That's the decision to say, uh, I'm doing this. Okay, and then the next decision is you create the time you look at your calendar and you put it down. So there's a there's a there's a success leaves clues. There's success habits. Decision is a success habit. Okay, so you decide I am going to do this and you create the time for it. You third step is you put it on your calendar. You don't just say I'm going to do this at the end of the day. Um, daily, or I'm going to do this in the beginning of the day in the morning, or I'm going to do this on Sundays, or I'm going to do this quarterly, you actually get it on your calendar. So that's step three. Step four is you keep your word to yourself. Okay. Because so much of what happens for women in business is that they get pulled in a thousand and one different directions. There's this fire, there's this urgent thing. The team needs you in this way. There's a new initiative that you have to show up for. Uh, your kids need you, your, your partner needs you, your parents need you, 
the world needs you, which is great. You're needed. That's fabulous. Okay. You're, that means you are someone of value and you have something that can help other people be grateful for that. And you also have to set a standard for yourself that you keep your word to yourself, because if you don't show up for the things that you need to show up for in your, in your business and your business is important to you, your business is part of your purpose, your drive, your, your, your more life, then all you're doing is being a people pleaser. You're not actually being the CEO, the executive, the person who, um, uh, steps up and steps into the business and, and, and feels worthy of having this business, right? If you don't keep your word to yourself, you're going to always, you know, uh, what is the expression that I want to say here? You're, you're going to always chip away at your self-esteem. Okay. And your self-worth. So keep your word to yourself. So those four, um, things were decide that this is a non-negotiable, uh, create time, that's a decision. Then once you decide when it is, you're going to put it on your, your calendar, and then you're going to keep your word to yourself. So four things there. Now I'm going to give you a number of tips here to make this more viable. So we have a downloadable for you on this. And if you want that, uh, feel free to download it. This is just a little extra value add that we give you guys for, for when I go through a process or some tips or things that I think that it would be good for you to review later. I like to put together a downloadable for you. So this is a PDF printout and you can go to theunstoppablewoman.com slash E321. So that's E for episode and 321 is the number of this episode. So theunstoppablewoman.com slash E321. Okay, so now I wanna tell you how to maximize this. Now, those four steps may not have seemed uh, particularly complicated. They're not, they're simple, but they're not always easy to execute on because why? Tip number one, you have to be someone who's not afraid to put herself first, right? All that people pleasing thing that we were talking about, all the stuff around needing to do things for other people, that's you wanting to get your, um, your identity uh, supported by who you're being for other people. And you are looking to put other people first because they are telling you you're good in this world, you're valuable in this world, you're worthy in this world. And you must change this. You must be inner directed versus outer directed. You must be self-driven versus outside driven. This was a hard one for me to, to shift Okay, this is, and it's not that I don't show up for my team or show up for my family or show up for my friends or show up for my clients. I do, but I do it through the lens of being internally directed versus externally directed. And this cannot just be an intellectual thing. You can't just go, oh yeah, I get that, Amira. Okay, oh yeah, I know I need to put my, you know, uh, oxygen mask on first, right? These memes are out there. You know this. This is not new concept. You have to actually put it into play on the field of play when push comes to shove, when it doesn't feel comfortable, when your kids um, are crying because they uh, want your attention and they're guilt tripping you. 
Not always are kids crying equals guilt trip, but oftentimes kids know how to manipulate you, okay? And, and they will, they will, because they wanna get their needs met as well. Or maybe it's a partner who uh, is asking for, for something or not working with you on your schedule, right? And, and there's a challenge around that and you need to step forward and say this is important to me you don't have to be belligerent you don't have to be my way or the highway but you do have to figure out a solution so that you can hold your standard you can hold your decision not just let everything go to the wayside and compromise away your decision so this is really a concept about changing how you see yourself. This is all about the, the identity and self-image. And if this is the kind of thing that you're, you're fascinated by and you recognize that, oh, this is actually at the core of why I can't show up for myself, I really encourage you to come to our Income Breakthrough Summit because we go into this in immense detail and help you figure out how to step forward in a much more powerful way for yourself and, and step into being the woman that you wanna be, not just have that be an intellectual idea of who you are, but actually be that woman. There's a whole methodology to this. So if you're interested in the summit, you can find information about that on in the show notes or on our website, uh, theunstoppablewoman.com slash summit. Okay, the second tip that I have is you have to know what you need. Okay, this is a self-awareness piece. You have to know what you need. What kind of time works best for you? What kind of time works best for me is gonna be different than you because my life, my energy levels, my rhythms, my business, my family is different than yours. So oftentimes people look to just tell me, tell me the structure that I need, tell me exactly what I need to do. And that's great. I understand that there's a, a desire for that. And, and I'm going to give you a structure that you then need to customize at this point, because you need to have a level of self-awareness about what works for you. So you need to know, do I need time on the daily for the CEO visioning work. Now, I do a little bit of CEO visioning work in the mornings every day. I, I have time to really think and I have space and I've created that. I get up very early before uh, any of the notifications start going off and I give myself that time. Now, some of that time I use for the CEO visioning and some of that time I use for the GSD work, right? Like I just need to get this from my plate to the next person's plate, right? I need to get this, this done. A lot of it is the management side, the delegation, all of that. So I wouldn't call that 100% CEO visioning time, but I do use some of my mornings for that. Then you might wanna do this weekly. Uh, one of the things that I learned from a, uh, a coach and mentor years and years and years ago, maybe 10 years ago now, uh, was the concept of Sunday summits where you, you have a little assessment meeting with yourself on a weekly basis and you figure out you know, what went well this week? What would I do differently? What do I need to plan for? What does the week ahead look like? You know, setting yourself up and getting proactive. Again, that's not entirely CEO visioning time. That's sort of just a proactive way to approach your business. And it's great. 
but I oftentimes, maybe one or two times a month, will have a, a deeper dive with myself. That is CEO visioning time. It's like three to four hours where I'm, you know, it's a Sunday morning and I'm just there with my pad and my paper and I'm, I'm thinking about all the problems and the solutions and ideating and, and creating uh, the vision and the strategy. Okay, so that's a, a concept. So you might look at it as on a weekly basis or a monthly basis. And then one thing that I love to do is quarterly retreats for myself. And to be honest, I don't necessarily do these quarterly. I'd probably do them twice a year where I take myself away for a four day weekend. And I have a lot of projects I wanna get through and I'm like thinking them through. Another thing that I do is I love to do the visioning, those kind of quarterly step aways right before a leadership team meeting, if, if at all possible. Not always uh, viable with the schedule, but that's a great uh, process when it happens for, for me. Okay, tip number three, don't underestimate the amount of time required. So this tip is add buffer time. Make sure that you have extra time for this. If you think you need an hour a week, give yourself two hours. If you think you need an hour a day, give yourself two hours. If you think you need a, a quarterly retreat, maybe you need to make that a monthly retreat. Maybe your quarterly retreat needs to be an all day thing, not just a four hour thing, right? Figure out how much time you think it's going to take and buffer it. Give yourself that that gift of not being rushed, not being compressed, not being constrained by time, giving yourself enough time to really think this through. Now, too much time and you'll blow it off. There won't be any urgency behind you needing to make some decisions. So you have to find the, the, the right thing there, but add extra time for, for this, okay? And then tip number four is to leave time for delegation, communication, sharing what you've come up with. You have to do this. It doesn't work if you keep this inside of you or just on the pad. You need to make sure that you have time for communicating this to your team, whether that is via a loom, whether that is via an audio, whether that's typing it out, writing it out and sharing that. All of these things work. And I tend to do some combination therein. I, I find that if I write it out first and, and really get it clear for myself, because there's a clarifying process when you're writing it out, then I can share it and go over what I've shared in an auditory manner that, that fills in some of those blanks. Now you could do this as a, a meeting, but there are these tools, audio recordings, looms that are video recordings that allow you to share what's called asynchronously, I think I mispronounced that, that's a hard word for me, but it basically means you're not in the same place at the same time doing the same work, like a meeting where everyone's showing up at the same time. You're sharing this and letting someone else uh, access it and respond to it and, and percolate on it at a different time and you can go back and forth with that. Okay, um, and then tip number four, which I've sort of mentioned, but I wanna, um, outline in a more thorough way here is to book time to discuss this with your team. So once once they have time to, to percolate on it, if you share it with them, then you're gonna want time, if it's a big strategy, you're gonna want time to really hash this out. 
Um, so you're either going to want to book time with your leadership team or with your coach and mentor, but you want to bring it to the table with the perspective that you're not the only intelligent uh, person in the room, that you want someone to shoot holes in this, to see what's not working with it. What, what do we need to make this work? What are the things that I'm not seeing that I'm missing? How can we innovate? How can we improve on what I've just put together on the strategy that I've just put together. Uh, what are the deadlines, the people involved, the resources needed, and what does done look like? And how does this fit into everything else that we're doing? What might, what else might need to change? So those are really great questions to ask every time you bring strategy, uh, a new strategy up. Okay, so again, those are the five tips. I'm gonna repeat them. Uh, you need to change your self-image and be someone who is not afraid to put herself first. You have to know how you work and what your needs are. So this is a, a self-awareness practice so that you know how to best set yourself up uh, in terms of when to do the CEO visioning time. You need to not underestimate the amount of time. So add extra time for this. And you have to leave time for the communication and the delegation. And then you also need time to have the bigger conversation where you're asking for feedback from your team, from your coach and your mentor. Okay, if you'd like, again, if you'd like a written version of this, please, you can grab a free copy at theunstoppablewoman.com slash E321. And I'm Amira Alvarez. I'm the founder and CEO of The Unstoppable Woman. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being a part of the community and giving us the, the feedback on the podcast. We love hearing how, how you've been taking it in and how you've been sharing it with your, your friends and colleagues. So with that, have an amazing day. Uh, I'll catch you in the next episode and rock it out. Be unstoppable. Take care. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for joining us and being part of the Unstoppable Woman movement. We have got a ton of free resources for scaling your business at theunstoppablewoman.com slash free stuff. And you can find that link in the description below. So go ahead and check those out. And we'd also love your help in getting our message out to more and more women. If you'd be willing to share this video with all the unstoppable women in your life, that would be fantastic. And while you're at it, hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Reviews, likes, and comments are greatly appreciated. We go in and read them all. So thank you for those. And thanks for listening and be unstoppable.